Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. Thank you for being with us today. You are listening to An Artist Speaks, presented by Contemporary Art Gallery Online. Contemporary Art Gallery Online represents tomorrow's art giants today. Visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com and there you can view and purchase great works of contemporary art, check out our monthly art competitions and exhibitions, our blog and newsletter, view videos of our artist's work, and listen to artist interviews from this show. Today, our guest is Susan Kinnikoff. Susan grew up in the Midwest, giving her a love of the bright, vibrant colors of nature. She majored in art at Western Illinois University, but illness commanded that she take a break during her sophomore year. Never returning back to school, she continued pursuing her passion for art through workshops and experimentation, and she developed a love of acrylics, enjoying their quick-drying times and broad selections of mediums. Well, good morning, Susan, and welcome to An Artist Speaks. Good morning. Well, let's start off today's show by having you tell the audience a little bit more about yourself, Susan. I was born and raised in the Midwest, as you have said, Mike, and uh, everything around me has influenced me, not only nature, but having come from creative parents that have given me a background of you can do anything that you want, and so I continue that on into my art. Um, I I think there's no boundaries. You can do anything that you want. That's where you're totally a boss because you create and it's yours. Well, Susan, when did you first become interested in creating art? As soon as I was old enough to draw. And, in fact, I had a teacher when I was in second grade that uh, noticed that I had a passion And she probably was a big turning point for me. I have to credit her because when we were doing an art project and the time was up, she continued to let me work on my project until I was finished because she noticed how um, precise I wanted to be. And then later she told my mother uh, that she had noticed a talent and gave me extra time. And, you know, it it was probably that teacher with that little extra recognition that gave me the urge to to really push forward. Well, that is interesting. And speaking with a lot of artists, it nearly always was a teacher that found that or recognized that. I I do a lot of teaching myself, and it's funny because that teacher also influenced a little bit about the way I teach my students. And I give them a lot of liberties to uh, to carry on as far as they want, but yet when they become a little bit overwhelmed, to step in and give them a chance to close. So they're not they're not trying to keep sledging along where they are lost. Uh, they tend to appreciate it. If they've reached the point where 
they're at their end. But the people that want to continue on, that really want to over-detail, then I give them the opportunity to carry on to the point that they are satisfied with their work. Well, it's very good that you're giving back and, and helping young artists to achieve their dreams in art. Their successes are my successes. <laughs> that is so true. Well, Susan, tell us a little bit about your art process. Where do you get your inspiration for your art? My pedal series, which is the piece that uh, I submitted for the competition, uh, was actually inspired by my brother, who is a photographer in Little Rock, Arkansas. And his wife came home with a bouquet of tulips. And when she unwrapped the bouquet of tulips, all the petals fell off. And my brother took some photos. And I said, Steve, these are gorgeous. I just love the, the free fall of the tulips and the randomness of the petals. And uh, I said, do you mind if I use this idea? And he said, no, go ahead, you know. So I used my artistic license, and I chased them around and uh, started painting them with the acrylics. I used fluid acrylics, which is a very thin uh, acrylic. And I played with the opaques and the transparents to get a lot of depth and deepness down around the petals. And as I'm painting these, I try to paint them as if you can feel them. I, I, I tell my students, when you paint, you almost need to sculpt with the paintbrush. So you want to push the deepness deep back behind the petals. If you wanted to put your hand behind the petals, you could feel the coolness um, of the shadows. So this is what I try to achieve as I'm painting that. And it's a very long process because you can't rush it. They're very, very thin layers, and I push the deepness in, and then I pull the, the highlights and the brightness out. And so I, keep, uh, I push and pull those colors until I get my desired effect of the, the three-dimensional look. Well, on average, Susan, how long does it take you from start to finish to complete one of your paintings? That's a good question, because usually I have about three or four pieces going at the same time. Um, I usually will have one from start to finish. It would take me about a month, month and a half. But during this time, I'm also painting others. Uh, I do a lot of commission portraits and animal portraits, which is very, very detailed. And my bright, vivid florals are actually like the yin to my yang, because when I'm working with the painting every little hair on a dog's head, I have to have a bright, screaming piece working to balance me out. So I, I am working on several pieces, and it's hard. I have people ask me this all the time, and uh, I, what I'll do is I'll, I will go back and forth. They relieve the stress, and then I leave them sit. When I think they're done, or at it, close to the end, I'll leave it sit for two weeks, and then I come back with a fresh eye. And when I come back with a fresh eye, I can see just those little areas I want to tweak, and I want to push, and I want to pull. And if I don't see any of those areas, I find it. it's done. Well, is there an artist that you believe has influenced your artwork? I have a lot of people that compare me to Georgia O'Keeffe, 
Um, I love her florals. However, I really don't study her because I do not want to imitate her. Um, Salvador Dali, I love his work with shadows and depth. And so, you know, it's a combination of many, many different artists. Uh, Robert Bateman, his, his animals and the softness that he can get with the fur and the layering. You know, there are so many different artists and I think an artist can take so much from every one of these artists and make it their own. And, uh, you know, as you can tell, I've got, uh, abstract. I've got, uh, realism. There's, but yet, in every abstract, I think there's a little bit of realism. So, you know, you, you've got to study the different artists to get, to make yourself well-rounded and develop your own style. Well, that is so true. And if you're ever in St. Petersburg, Florida, you've got to go visit the Salvador Dali Museum there. They've got some very interesting original artwork of his there. I'll make it a point to do so. Well, has there been an individual or a person that has either influenced or, or helped you with your art? You know, the artist community around here is is, is wonderful. Um, and it, it, it's funny because everybody seems to support each other. But one thing that I, I learn a lot from are my art students because what I try to do when I'm teaching them is to, if they come to me and say, can I do this? I'll say, you can do anything. This is yours. And I watch them. And it, sometimes the youngest students can come up with some some very unique way of manipulating the paint. And it, it, it's amazing. And I'll say, see, you not only can do it, you did it. And it, if you could just see some of these things that these kids can come up with and be open to learning from them, I mean, they're fresh eyes. So sometimes the teacher also gets to be the student. Every time somebody paints. Every time. It's, I, you know, I don't think a good artist can ever close her mind to looking at things through other people's eyes. And when a student paints, if you let them totally think out of the box, there's amazing things that can happen. And to watch them and how they develop also helps develop yourself. Yeah, that's a very good point. Thinking out of the box and, and allowing yourself to grow as well as him, that's very good. An artist, I believe, is always growing. Every time you look at something, like I, I can look out the window right now and see a leaf of a tree and the way it's turned, and it inspires you to to try, try to mimic that or maybe try to twist it. Um, a lot of times when I'm painting, what I do is I will make a stroke. The way the stroke lies will totally take charge of the painting. So when I do my layouts, I will do a layout, a basic layout on paper, but then the paintbrush is what dictates me. 
and it will totally paint its own painting if you follow the strokes and the the curves and the moves. Well, when you're doing your layouts, do you work with a photograph, or is it more that you've seen something, or are you out in the field maybe with your your canvas in, in an easel? What I do a lot of times is I would I, I may take six photographs, and I will take unique little pieces of the photograph, and maybe maybe a petal that twists one way. Uh, you know, and I'll, I'll try to work in a particular color palette. But as I am putting these photographs on one sheet of paper, I'll circle an area that's of interest. And then I will number them, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And then I will start drawing those on my uh, layout. And as I'm doing that, I'll number them, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So that way... I can refer back to the original photo of all the different petals. But what happens is I will change the colors and I will I will let the colors flow and I'll push and pull and you know, it will not totally at all resemble the eight different photos I've put together, but they are my basic layout. They are my skeleton is what I call it. And from that skeleton I build. Um, and then at, towards uh, the last two-thirds of the painting, I totally put my reference photos away, and I let the painting paint itself. Well, Susan, is there a message that you try to convey to the people that view your artwork? The people that view my artwork, I want them to feel the depth inside the painting. I want them to to almost feel like they can reach into the painting. I want it a three-dimensional. And my work, even my realism, is moving more towards the three-dimensional, which is why Salvador Dali is very intriguing to me. But as I am painting these, the depth is really what I'm trying to achieve. I want, I, I want to sculpt these petals with my paintbrush. And I want the people to feel like it when they look at that, the depth and the sharpness of certain petals and the softness of the certain petals. You know, I'm a very feely person, and uh, when when you look at one of my paintings, I want people to almost feel that touch. Well, Susan, uh, having viewed several of your paintings, I uh, see what you're talking about, and you're right, it, you get that three-dimensional feel from your artwork when looking at it. And so I've achieved it. <laughs> well, Susan, I think this is a, a good time to take a quick commercial break, and then when we come back, we'll talk about the art that you submitted for the May Art Competition at Contemporary Art Gallery Online. All right. And I want our listeners to know that you can view and purchase Susan Kennecott's artwork by going to contemporaryartgalleryonline.com, click on the search tab, then click on the artist tab, and then find Susan Kennecott's name. Contemporary Art Gallery Online is the number one source for showcasing tomorrow's art giants, so if you're an artist seeking gallery representation, click on the artist member corner and follow the prompts under the member application process tab. And if you're a designer, architect, a connoisseur, or just a lover of great art who believes art can turn a house into a home, then come visit us 
and review some of the wonderful art created by some of the finest artists in North America. You can search by style, medium, color, size, or by the individual artist. And again, to review and purchase some of Susan Kennecott's beautiful art, just click on the search gallery and then follow the prompts to Susan Kennecott's name. Well, Susan, let's start off by talking about the, the piece that was a winner in the competition, Large Petal Party 2. That that piece is an exciting piece because of all the vibrant colors in them and how the, the colors work with each other. Uh, it's, it's a piece that did achieve that depth that I like to achieve in my paintings. Uh, it's one that would fit into any color scheme practically in a house. Uh, and it is one that was inspired by my brother's photos. Well, it's so detailed, and, and again, as you say, it, it has that three-dimensional feel to it. It's just very wonderful painting. Thank you. Well, and then you have precursor to that, the large pedal party. Tell the audience about that particular piece. The the large pedal party is, again, a combination of several different tulip petals. And the the layout was done as I described before with the numbering system and laying these petals out and overlapping and uh, it's been very successful. I thought I had prints of that. It's been a very successful piece for me. I also have uh, cards made in that and uh, it it's just it's a very vibrant vibrant colors to it. Um, but as you can tell with my large petal party too, it has the depth that I tried to achieve. And then a third piece you entered was shadow petal. Shadow petal is actually one of my favorites because I painted the background to red and then I used opaque and transparency to pull the petals off of the background. It it really has a sort of a shadowy, mystical feel to it. Um, the reds are just a, a very deep red, and certain parts of that painting will just pop right off the canvas when I use applied the opaques to it. Um, and and that one is one that. Uh, is a frame piece. Most of my pieces are gallery wrapped, but that one is one that uh, really shows nicely in a black frame. Well, it is a very striking piece, and yet it's, it is a little different than the other two pieces that you submitted. Yes. Well, Susan, what is your philosophy about art that you could share with the audience? I feel there's no wrong art. And I think if people try to do everything totally correct, they stymie their creativity. It's squelched. I, I think if you keep reaching and trying different things, not every piece is going to be a masterpiece. Not every piece is going to to be a piece that you like. You're going to stress all over several pieces by opening yourself up to feeling that you can break the rules. Then you're able 
to start creating something that maybe nobody else has created. If if we all painted like Picasso or Michelangelo or Degas, if we all painted just like that, we would have no new art. So don't ever, ever contain yourself to following the rules too closely because you don't know what's going to happen. In your bio, uh, you've gone to college some, but then you've been kind of self-taught, but you've also attended classes. Uh, has there been one of those classes that you've attended that's had a major influence on your art? I attended some classes in uh, when we lived in Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, there's a very quaint place called the Factory there, and they have art classes. And actually, the instructor there gave me a lot of confidence. You know, that's when I was still going through a lot of, you know, trying trying to feel like I was a real artist, and. Uh, by working with her, she gave me a lot of confidence in my work. And it was actually not a watercolor class. Um, but she allowed me to see that uh, I should be proud of my work, that that I was an artist, uh, not a hobbyist, but an artist. You know, I think that's where I started making that transition to really feeling like, wow, you know, this is me, even though I've painted all my life, and I have, uh, I have people that when I have gone back to my hometown, they say, I remember when you painted this in high school for me, or I remember when you drew this in high school. I couldn't even remember those pieces, and they have them framed on their walls. So, you know, it was the confidence that this artist gave me to really feel that my art was valuable. Well, that's good. I think we all we all need someone in our lives that pushes us, but also gives us confidence we need to kind of carry on in whatever field we're doing. Susan, you had mentioned earlier that uh, you teach a lot of art to to people or young children. What was your motivation yeah. or to get into being a art teacher? Well, actually, um, I, I wasn't planning on it. I was running a small—I was running a small gallery for a gentleman that had opened it and was moving south during the winters. And he—I had some work in his gallery, and he called me up one day and asked me if I would come in during the winter and run, run it for him. And since I go a little cuckoo and ice and snow all winter long, I said, sure, I'll do that. <laughs> and so I, I was working in the gallery there, and I was also painting at the same time. And I kept having these people come up and go, would you teach me? And um, where I live, I'm sort of out in the middle of Iowa City and Cedar Rapids. And there were people that didn't want to drive in town to take art classes. And so slowly I took one, and then I took another, and then I took another. And before I knew it, I was having five and six in classes, and it just happened. Then I felt responsible because I couldn't leave them. 
Well, that's wonderful, and I commend you for doing that. One of my pet peeves, if you will, is how the educational system has deleted, in a lot of cases, the arts from the curriculum. And I feel like a really an important part, especially for a young child in their growing and development. I have one student that... Uh she came to me for three years, but there's a large commitment for her parents. Um, she was attention deficit, but she would come in there and she would create. And it was the neatest thing to watch her because she went from totally having no focus to where she was entering the Iowa State Fair in the youth competition. And I got a call one day, and she was so excited because her pieces had gotten accepted for the state fair. One day she was sitting there in class, and she looked at me and she said, you know, my art is, or my mind is like canvases that's already been painted. And I thought, you know, that is really cool. For someone that is that young, and this is a third grader, somebody that young to to feel so so full of her art and to find it find something that worked for her where she would have teachers during conferences at school give negative comments and she felt so so good about herself with her art. And I that is that that's something that's really cool. Well, that is. That's just really awesome that uh, lives you touch. Money can't buy that. That that is just wonderful. No. You know, and I had one one high school student. uh, She was taking classes from me. Brilliant girl. Beautiful, brilliant girl. But she's very – she's going to be a – well, she has a physics major in college. But in high school, she applied – what she had learned in art to a physics project and got recognition from the school and from the state. So I tell students, you can use art in so many different things. You don't just have to use it to create. It can help you in your future. Well, I agree. I believe that creating art, you know, whether it be paintings or photography or even music or dancing. Uh, I think that just gives people the ability to express themselves, and I think from that comes self-confidence, and then from self-confidence comes that willing to explore and try new things and push the envelope, if you will. Yes, yes. And And that's what I, when I say there's no wrong art, push that envelope. Don't 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 restrict yourself. Well, Susan, we're getting near the end of the show, and one of the questions I always like to ask uh, our guests is advice that they would have or would share with someone that's new and in coming into the art industry or business. My best advice, and this is what I tell students. And I have several students now that have, are participating in art shows and selling their art. But don't just do it in class. Do something 
artistic every day. Even if it's read a magazine, it's it's looking for reference photos. Look at things differently. What an artist does, I believe an artist totally looks at everything they see different than other people. But keep keep using art every day because if you if you just do it when you're in an art class, you're not going to develop. And you know my, my best artists are the ones that go home from class and they paint. And this is something I do, is every day I do something. And even even while I'm teaching, I will pick up a canvas and I'll paint and I'll demonstrate. Um, but you've got to practice. You've got to learn how to manipulate those paints and or the pencils or whatever whatever you decide is your path in art. But do it every day, something. Well, that is great advice and so right on the money about continuing in the practicing. I think that's true regardless of any skill or talent that a, that a person may have. You can never stop getting better. And the only way to do that is, is to continually practice your, your craft. I have one uh, art student that came in one day with a, a painting into the gallery. And she's she's very successful doing shows now. But she came in with a painting, and she said, what do you think? And I said, it's not finished. And an artist, and this is where a lot of people will quit, and, and women, what they'll, they'll quit and say, I can't paint, I'm not a good artist, is they don't know how to push past that one stage to make it look finished. And take those steps, take those steps, set it aside, and look at it later and push it, push it past where you think it might be done and say, how can I, how can I, this to really make it look like a finished painting. Um, this this lady that came into the studio, and the, the painting she had brought in was very nice, but it didn't have the depth. She, it was a field with trees, but the trees were flat. There were no, there was no feeling where you could put your hand in the middle of the trees and feel the coolness of the shade. And so we took it past that stage, and it was like night and day to her. And ever since then, she just, she produces lovely pieces, and she she's getting commissions, and uh, it, it's wonderful. But you have, you have to push past that that stage. Don't ditch the pain. Push past that stage and get to completion. Well, again, Susan, that's certainly wonderful advice. And, Susan, I want to thank you for joining us today on An Artist Speaks. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Well, it's mine, too. I certainly enjoyed our chat today. And I also want to thank our listeners for being with us today. And, again, to view Susan Kinnicott's stunning art, to listen to this interview, and, of course, purchase some of Susan's art. Visit us at ContemporaryArtGalleryOnline.com. We'll let all the artists listening in today know that Contemporary Art Gallery Online hosts a monthly art competition and exhibition. 
to enter your art, just click on the Art Competition tab and follow the prompt, and you can check out all of our upcoming competitions as well. If you're an architect, interior designer, a connoisseur, or a lover of art who likes to have interesting and beautiful art adorning your walls, then visit us at ContemporaryArtsBrandOnline.com and view some of the most exciting original art that you just can't find anywhere else. And while visiting our gallery, we would love for you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and our blog. So please sign up so you can keep up with all that is happening at the gallery. An Artist Speaks airs every other Saturday morning, so we'll meet again in two weeks. For next Saturday at this time, be sure to listen in to our show, The Business of Art, hosted by artist and published author Sharon Hawkshaw, as she shares tips and ideas on how artists can grow their business. Again, thank you for listening to us today, and have a great rest of your weekend.